Hello there, my name is Justin. I want to welcome you to the Sound University podcast with our very own creative freedom fighter, Vertical Jones. Hi guys, you're now listening to the Sound University podcast. This is episode eight, Let the Game Come to You by my daddy, Vertical Jones. Somehow I let you in, girl you were so different, now you under my skin, Hey. Got something to say, but it's not what you think. I think I'm in love, but I can't make you stay. Hey. Yeah. If you ain't ready, let it breathe. Hey. Hey. Girl, I was hoping. Hoping. Girl, I was hoping. We could be forever. Right back. Still here, man. Eight weeks. Eight weeks in, uh, happy to be here, you know, happy to be still here with everything that's going on. Um, that song was by my homie uh, David J. He's part of a, a production and a songwriting team called The Hitlist. They just recently moved out to Cali a few years ago, him and uh, Damar Aaron, and they called themselves The Hitlist. Look them up on all the social media, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. They get busy. They're out there working making hits and you know doing things the right way uh so shout out to them that song was called all the way open oh, man very 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 fresh record you know all you uh artists uh, independent artists in uh, particular if you have something that you want me to play uh, at the beginning of one of the episodes just uh send it to um the sound university at gmail.com and uh yeah man you know episode eight let the game come to you uh, I wasn't going to drop this today, you know what I'm saying? I had a, a late session with uh, this uh, really talented artist by the name of uh, Montreal Richardson. And we had a really late session uh, working on some things and going over some ideas. And uh, I was kind of drained, to be honest with you. But uh, it's just something about being persistent. And uh, I just listened to my daughter's voice on that uh, intro. And I was like, man, I got to get up and I got to I got to do this. You know, I me mean? um, a lot of times something that uh, a friend of mine's uh, somebody that affected my life. The late great uh, Reverend Ron uh, B. Christian told me sometimes it's about helping somebody else. So I take that and coming from a hip hop background where a lot of it is just bragging and braggadocious and I'm better than you, I'm doper than you and my bars is this and I have this and you don't have this and I'm so much on another level to becoming a servant of the people and becoming a teacher. I find myself now everywhere I go, I feel the knack to teach or to explain things and maybe it's my calling, maybe it's something new that's that's happening to me, a change. So I'm thankful for everybody that's been listening the Kanye button was a, a very powerful episode. I know you guys probably didn't even get to seven yet because six was so crazy. But I encourage you to get to seven. You know, get to that joint. Uh, seven was crazy. And seven was talking about um, how to create your own sound. Uh, very dope. And also, you know, a lot of these tips and these 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 uh tools and these hacks and just this, this perspective you're not going to really hear it anywhere else 
I know I keep saying that, but um, it's true, man. It really is. I feel like I've been gifted to go through certain things to come with this perspective. Like, you don't just wake up in the morning and say, hey, this is, you know, this happens from adversity and disappointment and experience, you know, 20 years, 20 years in, you know what I'm saying? Uh, let the game come to you. Imagine uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, uh, Steph Curry. They scored 67 points in the game. You know what I'm saying? They just killed it. Just killed it. Like highlights, three-pointers, and ones, all kind of crazy stuff. Dunks, crazy. At the end of the game, they're getting interviewed, and they're just like, hey, so Jordan, hey, LeBron, so you know, what, what was your mindset coming into this game? You know, and he's just like, yeah, you know. I just tried to come back out there, you know, after that last game, you know, it wasn't so good. Coming to this game, I just tried to relax, you know, and just kind of, you know, just let the game come to me, you know, just not try to force anything. And shots started falling, and, you know, by halftime, I felt like I couldn't miss. These epic, these epic performances, you know, we, we marvel at them. But there's, a, there's a, a, a thing about these performances that make you feel like, you know, I could do that. You know, like we look at Jordan. I know me. I played basketball early on before uh, asthma took over. <laughs> you know, I would watch uh, Michael Jordan's "Come Fly with Me" video before me and my cousin Fluke would go to basketball practice. Right. So I would watch this video and I would think, like, man, I could do that. These shots—they're amazing, but they look like they look easy. Like I can do it. You know what I mean? Like I think I can do it. And uh. What happens is we don't understand uh, the backstory. We don't understand what really goes into becoming great. And I think uh, Jordan had a, a commercial years ago and talked about, you know, maybe I made it look like it was easy. Maybe you didn't know about how hard I went in practice, you know, and all of these things. Maybe I made it look too easy, you know. Um, there's something about becoming great. And there's a common denominator in every field, whether it's art, whether it's uh, athletics, whether it's in tech or any field, medicine and science. Uh, the common denominator is work, work ethic, right? So there's two sides of the brain, right? The left side of the brain is the analytical side. It's, uh, I believe when you practice, when you read, when you study, you're using the left side of the brain. For instance, if you're practicing the piano, there's nothing really creative about practicing the piano. It's just like, it's rudimentary, right? When I was in high school, I played the drums, right? And we had what was called rudiments, seven-stroke roll, nine-stroke rolls, paradiddle, and all these, these uh, exercises we had to do to make sure that our skills was up to par. It's nothing really creative about practice. Practice is uh, repetitive. And they say that repetition is the mother of skill, right? So the way that you get good at something is you practice over and over and over. And that repetition, you know, then becomes muscle memory and it just becomes natural. Like you watch Steph Curry shoot. He just pulls back. The quickest release ever. It just looked like he just threw it up. Like, if you go to the court and just throw it up like Steph Curry did, you probably wouldn't make it. You may get lucky. But out of 10 shots, you may make three, if that, right? 
what's behind it? It's the practice. It's the amount of time and the amount of hours that he puts in using that left side of the brain, practicing over and over. I'm sure it's nothing glamorous about Steph Curry shooting a thousand jump shots before practice. Before anybody gets there, he's probably shooting. What does this have to do with music? You watch somebody like Beyonce, right? Or uh, any 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 great artist. We we'll start with Beyonce, and you see her dancing for the ladies. You see her dancing in these hills, and you're just like, oh man, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. It just looks so easy. She just it looks like she's just twerking, right? Cool, right? Great, amazing. What you don't understand is that she's in six inch hills. In front of 60,000 people. It's hot. She got this outfit that's probably uncomfortable. She has to memorize two hours worth of lyrics. Right? She has to memorize all of these dance steps. And do them in heels and in a costume. But in wardrobe. With this hair and this makeup and these lights in front of all of these people. And not forget a, a word. Not miss a note. Or miss a step. We just look at parts of it and be like, oh, come on, I could do that. She's just pretty. She got money. That's why they, you don't understand. You don't understand what goes into being great. All right. Let the game come to you. There's two sides of the brain. There's the left side, right? The analytical side. This is the side that just has to make sense. One plus one is two. Okay. So the right side of the brain is the creative side, right? So you'd spend all of this time practicing, right? We go back to Steph Curry. There's a thousand jump shots before uh, before practice starts. And then he has practice. And after, he's probably shooting more jump shots, right? So then when it's game time, he has his headphones on. All the way over. All the way over. He's turning up, dancing, corner court, smiling. It's all good. I'm relaxed. I feel good. I had a good diet. I got rest. Now... It's not the time to practice. Now it's not time to remember the playbook. Now it's not time to go over that melody or try to memorize those lyrics. Now it's time to relax. You've done the work. Trust that everything that you practice, everything that you went over and studied is there and let the game come to you. It's one, one of the secrets, one of the keys that has helped me. If you have a, uh, anybody like uh, Doc Stigler or even Dave J., uh, Iron Gray, um, who else? Bless McFly, uh, Drift, any of the artists from Jersey that have worked with me in the studio. Uh, no, Sounds Fire. Um, anybody that worked with me in the studio, they know how, how fast I work. Me and Docs are just joking. We'd be in the session. I'd be like, yo, wait. Seven minutes later, I got it. And he'd be like, yo, when you say I got it, I, I know it's something about to happen. It's weird, you know what I'm saying? It appears to happen so fast, but I've been making beats, uh, making my own beats, writing my own songs, singing and rapping for, from, from at least 96, 20 straight years of recording, uh, recording my own uh, music, writing my own music, producing my own music, okay? So 20 years of it. So at this point, it's just muscle memory. I find I find something I like. I I put it down. I I program it. I play some instruments on it. I arrange it. I throw it in Pro Tools. I write a little bit of a song in my head, or I write it down on my iPhone. I I, 
I come up with the melody, I, I lay the demo down, I play it, I put the I mix it down, put it in the drop mocks, I listen to it for a few days, I go back, I finish it. It's nothing. But all of this happens within 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. It happens so fast. It appears to be easy. And I've been in sessions with artists. And let's say I'm writing a song for somebody. And I, I, I do the beat real quick. I write the song. And then I do the demo. This all happens within 20 minutes. And then they're sitting there like, that, that's easy. It looked like that was easy. I'm going to try that. And then when they try to sing it, it's just like, oh, shoot. Dang, I can't. I thought, why, why can't I get this? Because this is something that I practiced. This is something that I've went over, over and over and over. And there's something, when it comes to creative freedom, and you want to be free, and you want to put out your own music, and you want to have the confidence, like in the Kanye button, and you want to not be so worried about everybody else, like in the Watchman Syndrome, and you want to make sure that you're uh, writing and performing in your truth and all this stuff. But there is a, something called quality and mastery right so it's not just about having the rights and the ownership of your own music that's great but at the end of the day as artists as musicians as artists as creative people as professionals we want to come with the heat you want to make sure that what you're coming out with is good and how do you do that how do you make sure that your performances are good you rehearse you practice how do you make sure that your voice is strong you practice you get voice lessons you go on YouTube, you find some exercises, you do the exercises, you study the greats and get techniques from the greats and you incorporate it, right? It's not enough to just, oh, I got my own label. That's great, but is the music good? At the end of the day, content is king and we are the content creators and the whole point is to please the people, to get music to the people that is pleasing and entertaining for the people, right? You want it to be entertaining. You want to actually have something that people listen to. My whole thing is timeless. I have discovered the formula for how to make timeless sound, right? I'm not going to reveal it because that's my thing. Maybe I'll put it in the book. I don't know. You're not going to get that for free. You can't get everything for free. Stop being greedy, right? That's my thing. You may have something else. You may make trap music. Make sure that the trap music is good, right? How do you do that? You have to do the work. You have to study. Study the great. Study who's who's uh um doing really well. Study the drums and making sure that the drums sound a certain way and making sure that your songs are up to standard. You know, it's not enough to say, Oh, I'm different, I'm weird, I'm abstract. Yeah, that's great, but it's still gotta be good. Let the game come to you. One of the keys, guys, is make sure that y'all do your homework, man. Make sure that y'all know what y'all are doing. Make sure that if you have a show or performance that you're practicing, that you're rehearsing, that you're not up there fumbling, that you're not up there on the way trying to go over your dance step. On the way to the show, you're trying to remember, damn, yo, yo, Jay, what's the, um, what's the, uh, what's the second verse? How the second verse start? I used to do that. We on the way to Brooklyn. I'm like, yo, uh, Weez, like, what's the second verse? Oh, okay, okay, all right. All right, so what's that step? No, you need to breathe, sleep, eat this stuff. Because the worst thing in the world is you go, you go to a show, you go to a performance, or somebody gets a song, they pay money for it because they're supporting you, and the vocals is not right, the beat is not hitting, it's not up to standard, it's not quality, it's trash, you know, or you're like, oh, everybody else is doing mumble rap, so I'm just going to do a mumble song, and the song don't make sense, and people are like, yo, so what's that song, um, uh, Project, what is that about Project Step? What's that song about? And you're just like, I don't know. I just felt it. I just turned up. 
they looking at you like, man, <laughs> like they want to strangle you because like, y'all could have really used that $10, dog. Like you can't, you have to treat every fan. We're going to talk about a thousand true fans coming up. And that's going to be like a crazy one. You can't take for granted. Like I, I was telling you like back in the day, I used to like really walk around like I was Jay-Z. Like I just had it like that. And the fans that you have, you have to cherish them. Like you can't just think, oh, I got millions. No, man. Forget them 2,000 people you got on Facebook. You make a post about music and you tell me how many people like that. 10, maybe 25. Lucky if you get 50. If you're 100, you're a star. But not 2,000 people. So we have, we have to make sure that we're sharp, right? That we're doing the things that um, we need to do so that we can be uh, professional, so that the music is good, so that the art is good, so that it makes sense, that we're giving people our best. So at the end of the day, the goal is to have a career, and to have a career, we expect people to pay us money for our art. Back in ancient Greece, uh, writers, philosophers, uh, painters, musicians were almost treated like deities, right? Because if God is the creative, the creator, and we are the creative class, they knew that it was something special that God shared with us that they did that He didn't share with other people. Back in Rome, they also treated these people like deities, but they downgraded a little bit and start calling them genius, right? Then in other parts of the world, when you would hit, see a writer or a performer or a musician, and they would get to that point where they're in that zone, they would say, Allah, Allah, or God, magnificent. Here's a glimpse of God that we're witnessing through this artist, right, through this musician. And then that, uh, down in Spain somewhere at some point in time, it turned into ole, 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 right? <laughs> so... Uh, the respect that you get when you prepare and that you uh, you take that time and you use that left side of the brain and you practice and you practice and you practice and you practice. And then when you get to the venue, when it's time for you to record or work on a mute, work on a record or anything like that, you just calm down, you relax, you set the atmosphere and you just let it happen, man. Crack the door, let the Russian wind come in. There's something magical about being a creative person and it's something that I experience on a daily when you see me create it happens really fast it happens so fast sometimes I don't even understand what happens and people like Pharrell or um <clears throat> even I was talking to my boy Docs about this like that's like how you do what you do I don't know and a lot of times I can't recreate what I do you know I have a certain song called I know y'all heard of me and it's, it talks about um the AIDS virus and I couldn't recreate that track right now if I wanted to. It's, it was a moment. It happened. The spirit or the, 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 the wind blew through me. And I was able to uh, catch it. It was funny. Michael Jackson used to take these epic naps. And um, I mean, eventually it was to his detriment. But he would take these naps, right? We just go call them naps. He'll wake up and he would say he got to go to the studio. He got to record this song because he received a, a song in his dream. And if you don't go to the studio and record that song, the spirit will give the song to Prince. Sounds funny, but even Michael Jackson knew about this spirit. Even Michael Jackson knew about this wind that came through creative people. You'd have to catch it. We're fortunate enough to communicate with the creator 
at a level that most people don't even understand. No, you don't just make beats. No, you don't just sing songs. No, you're not just doing the rap. No, you're not just painting. No, you're not just a poet. You're not just a writer. You don't, you get to be a writer. You get to be a creator, right? So understand and, and take the mastery part of it serious. Like, what's the difference between uh, Allen Iverson and Kobe Bryant? When you look at Michael Jordan and the difference between him and somebody like Clyde Drexler, it was the work ethic. He died on that court. He did everything he can do. He worked harder than anybody. And Phil Jackson can attest to it. When, when Kobe Bryant came around, he, he got into his greatness, right? That was the thing that was uh, even more than the move, all the moves that he stole. And that's facts. Was the work ethic. The first one there, the last one to leave. Always watching film, always trying to get better. Every summer, adding something to the game. Every, every time you need to add something to your game, whether it's, okay, I need to work on this falsetto, or I need to learn how to speed rap, or maybe I need to learn how to program my drums, or maybe I need to learn how to play the piano, or I want to learn how to play the guitar. It's something that you can add to this thing, man. The very act of being mediocre, it's blasphemous to an infinitely imaginative God, right? To the creator, right? The creator of all things and all these things that we believe. And then we go and we're just like playing with creativity. When somebody else would die to be able to sing. You ever hear people be like, man, I wish I could sing, man. Yo, I wish I had your talent, man. I'll be everywhere. And we look at them like, yeah, yeah, whatever. No, they're serious. It's a hunger. Like, we, we overlook... Um, this gift that we have and we just sit around like it's just nothing and we let people uh, walk all over us and we don't understand who we are let the game come to you mastery we have to uh, take the art seriously you know we have to take practice seriously rehearsal seriously study right yes you need to study great artists. If you're a painter, you need to study the great, study the techniques, study the mind state, study the habits, all of these things. And you can learn so much. If you're a producer and you don't know who Dr. Dre is and you don't know who Quincy Jones is and you don't know who Brian Eno is and you don't know who Pharrell is and all of these people, you don't know the techniques. What are you doing? What are we what are we doing? We need to step it up. And in stepping up, when we get to a certain level, then we can demand the listeners to step their ear up. Right now, there's no reason. There's no need for them to step up. Let them stay where they're at while you improve. And when you're ready, build it and they will come. They'll be ready for you. Let the game come to you. The left side of the brain, utilize this. I think, um, I think it was Malcolm Gladwell or somebody was talking about 10,000 hours. That you need to put in 10,000 hours. You put in those 10,000 hours on that left side of the brain, practicing, rehearsing, studying. And then when it's time to get busy, that glow, that Bruce Leroy glow is going to come up. Trust me. And trust yourself. Trust that everything that you practice will be there. Put your headphones on. Relax. Let the game come to you. I want to thank y'all for, for listening. I know it's hard. I almost feel like I'm coming down on you guys, but you got to understand how special you are. 
you know, I had a, a session last night and we like we talked and we built on so many different levels and layers, you know, and you guys have to understand what you know how to do, what you're able to do, what you're capable of doing, what you get to do as privilege. They can't do. Most of the world are not able to do that. I walk into the studio with nothing and leave with sound. Most people can't do that. A lot of people don't have the rhythm that you have. They can't paint like you. They don't have the words. They don't have the, the voice. That voice that you have. Take it serious. Take it to the next level. Practice. Study. Work hard. And then when it's time to perform, when it's time to record, when it's time, time to get busy and be creative and step into that right side, you let that right side of the brain take over. And let let the game come to you. This is episode eight. Sound University podcast. We're going to do, um, I'm going to do 12 episodes. And I'm going to take a break so I can write the book. And uh, after the book is done, we're going to come back and we're going to do 12 more. All right. Catch up if you're not. If you're not listening because you think this is some kind of uh, selfie show or some kind of chauvinistic uh, parade or something, it's not. This is, I'm, I'm a servant of the people. I'm a creative freedom fighter. And I just want to shout out Kanye, wherever you at, you know, our prayers are with you. And we know who you are speaking for. You're speaking for us, the creative class. And we are appreciative of what you do. And we know you're not perfect, but none of us are perfect. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, All right, we out. The Sound University podcast is a learning community dedicated to the growth and evolution of today's independent recording artists. We endeavor to gather the most effective tips tools, and hacks to make life easier for today's recording artists.